0: You are locked on Bills. Your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. They have amazing selection Reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need, visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Happy Tuesday to you. We're going to do two things here today on the podcast. First, I'm going to share my thoughts over the Cole Beasley situation and his outspoken nature on Twitter regarding the vaccine. And then I'm going to give you my 53-man roster projection entering training camp for the Buffalo Bills. The players report today. There is practice tomorrow. Things are going to move fast, and before they get started, I want to close out our preview of camp with a 53-man roster projection, who I think is going to make the team on offense, defense, and special teams. Let's start with this Cole Beasley stuff. And I haven't talked about it at all on the podcast until this point, point. and I've received a lot of DMs and emails from people wondering what I think about this situation. And so I'm going to be as honest as I can be with you regarding the way I feel, my perception, my thoughts on the matter. Let me start by saying this. My wife and I are fully vaccinated and we did not find that to be a difficult decision for us. With that said, I do fully respect that it is a personal choice for every person. As you know, the NFL has implemented some very aggressive restrictions for unvaccinated players and harsh punishments for teams that have COVID outbreaks during the season. And also, as you know, Buffalo Bills wide receiver Cole Beasley has been loud on Twitter regarding his feelings. This has caused a massive stir in the football community on Twitter, whether it's fans of the Bills or people that cover other teams, people have been very critical of Cole Beasley as well as the Buffalo Bills because of what Cole Beasley has tweeted. Personally, I cannot find it within myself to have any concern over this. Why? Well, first, Cole is one of 88 players on the Buffalo Bills roster. It was never going to be the case that all 88 players got vaccinated. So there was always going to be some that were unvaccinated, just like every single team in the NFL. The Bills are not in a unique position in that a player or players aren't vaccinated. The Bills just happen to have an unvaccinated player that has chosen to be vocal on Twitter about his thoughts. While nowhere near to the degree of Cole Beasley, other players in the NFL have taken to Twitter to share their displeasure over how the NFL is handling unvaccinated players, including DeAndre Hopkins from the Arizona Cardinals, Matt Judon of the New England Patriots, and Leonard Fournette from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buffalo Bills as a team, they're not among the worst in the NFL when it comes to player vaccine rates. According to the AP a couple weeks ago, the Washington football team and the Indianapolis Colts are both under 50% vaccination rates. So for all the people that want to be critical of the bills as it relates to the vaccine, please direct that vitriol to Washington and Indianapolis. Now, these reports did not indicate that the bills are on the higher end of team vaccination rates, but they aren't at the bottom. And collectively, the league is trending very well with vaccination rates, and that includes the Buffalo Bills, despite the recent comments from Cole Beasley. Beasley doesn't define where the Buffalo Bills are as a team when it comes to the vaccine and vaccination rates. He is one of the equation. As for the idea that this is somehow going to ruin the Buffalo Bills locker room, That is a position I don't understand. Sean McDermott has built one of the most highly regarded locker rooms and cultures in the entire NFL, and Cole Beasley's Twitter rants don't undo all of that work dating back to 2017. This team has proven able to overcome far more significant adversity than a Cole Beasley Twitter rampage on the vaccine. I'm personally not willing to dismiss the highly celebrated leadership from the Bills' coaches and players over Cole Beasley's tweets. Two things. Social media is not real life, and NFL locker rooms are strong brotherhoods. People from a wide range of backgrounds and beliefs come together and are united as a team. If you've ever played sports, you fully understand that, and it's only magnified in the NFL. It's not like on the outside world where so many people have disagreements and it ruins relationships and people disown each other because they don't agree on a particular topic. The bond in an NFL locker room is much, much, much stronger, and I expect it's extremely strong in Buffalo. Do I wish this wasn't happening? Of course. Do I think Sean McDermott is annoyed with it? Absolutely, but I just can't get myself to have any level of concern over Cole Beasley's Twitter rants and believe it will somehow impact the Buffalo Bills' success in 2021. I do expect that this will quiet down after Wednesday when the players have reported and inevitably the media asks players and coaches countless questions on the topic. Cole has actually said that during the season he plans on staying off social media. And he's even said that he's tweeting as much as he has lately for his own amusement. He's also said he is not retiring over this. Even in his exchange with Jerry Hughes, it ended with support and positivity. I personally can't wait for football to be here and for how Cole Beasley builds off a 2020 campaign that saw him earn all pro honors and led the NFL in receiving yards from this slot. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds and info for all your sporting needs including MLB, NBA, NHL and the UFC. Before the next pitch head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, folks, let's do a 53-man roster projection entering training camp. These will be my predictions, not necessarily what I would do, but predictively what I think is going to happen with the 53-man roster. We'll go position by position, and let's start with quarterback. Now, the challenge with the quarterback conversation is, will the Bills keep two, or will they keep three? Now, traditionally under Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean, they've kept two, except for last year in the COVID season, where they kept Jake Fromm as this quarantine quarterback. Will that happen again this year? Maybe especially with the expanded practice squads. So it certainly creates a challenge here for this experiment. I am going to say, though, that they do not commit a third roster spot to a quarterback this year. So Josh Allen, Mitchell Trubisky are the rostered quarterbacks. Davis Webb, Jake Fromm, both cut. And then I'm sure they'll want to have either one or both of them on the practice squad. So Webb and Fromm, they'll get a chance to stick around and obviously preseason will be important for them. But I think the Bills are going to go back to two quarterbacks this year. At running back, I think the Bills will keep four. Their names are Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, Matt Breida, and Tywan Jones. With your cuts being Christian Wade and Antonio Williams. Now Christian Wade will be on the practice squad exempt. So the Bills get to keep an extra player on the practice squad again this year. And so that extra body will be Christian Wade. And then it comes down to Antonio Williams, who I'm sure the Bills would love to have back on the practice squad as well. But with Taiwan Jones being such a valuable special teams player, with Matt Breida giving the team a speed dynamic in the backfield I think Antonio Williams is the odd man out, although he's definitely a player I'm looking forward to watching in preseason this year. So four running backs, two quarterbacks. That leads us to wide receiver where you guys know I want them to keep seven, but I don't think they're going to do it. They keep six, and I don't think that changes this year, especially when you consider that they've kept six in the past with one of them being Andre Roberts, who really doesn't play receiver so they kind of had just five receivers. So I don't think this is the year we get to seven. So who are the six that I'm going to predict will make the team? Let's go with Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley, Gabriel Davis, Emmanuel Sanders. I think those four are cut and dry. I think Isaiah McKenzie as the fifth guy, I think he's the leader in the clubhouse to be the punt returner. And then that leaves one more spot. And there's some strong contenders for that position. You have Marquez Stevenson, who is a Bills draft pick, and the Bills normally roster their draft picks. Only two didn't make the initial 53, and that's Dane Jackson and Austin Prohl. Every other player drafted under Bean and McDermott has made the roster, so Stevenson has a really good chance from that perspective alone. Duke Williams is in the mix. Brandon Powell is the most experienced return guy on the team. Tanner Gentry is a guy that has familiarity with Josh Allen from their time together at Wyoming. Jake Kumoro is a big-time special teams contributor that brings size and ball skills down the field. And then you still have Lance Lenore, who's been a rostered NFL receiver in the past. I think it goes to Isaiah Hodgins. Right now, I think he's the hot candidate to be that last receiver on the roster. He brings a size Dynamic to the table. He's a good route runner, has good hands. And so while Gabriel Davis really excelled last year as the Bills' wide receiver four, I think he's going to face some competition from Hodgins this year who has better hands and better ball skills in my mind. Now, he's probably not as athletic, maybe not as physical, but for a size, ball skills, big-bodied guy down the field that they want to have available in, in the scramble drill. And when things break down for Josh Allen to find Hodgins is a nice guy to throw it up to. So I I think he's got a real shot at this thing. And so for now I have him as the wide receiver six and everyone else, you know, practice squad type candidates at tight end. I have the bills keeping three. Now they very well could keep four, but given the versatility of this group, Given the lack of tight end sets that they like to run multiple tight ends, I don't see the need to keep more than three. So Dawson Knox, Jacob Hollister, and then Tommy Sweeney as the third tight end. I do think Reggie Gilliam will get an honest look, especially with his special teams background and him being able to play the fullback spot. And there's been some buzz about UDFA Quentin Morse, but I think Tommy Sweeney is the more traditional type player. And that's who I think winds up being tight end three. And offensive line, I have the Bills keeping nine of those. And this has been interesting because I feel like there is a perception out there that this guard position is one that is a battle, right? Where it's not a given that Ford and Feliciano are the starters and that maybe Forrest Lamp can make some noise there. Maybe Ike Bakker winds up winning a starting job at guard. I am not so inclined to believe that we heard Brandon Bean come out and say he would be shocked if Cody Ford wasn't one of the five starting offensive linemen this year. They love John Feliciano and just paid him a contract that tells you that he's going to be a starter. I think the starting guards are Ford and Feliciano with Mitch Morse as the center and Williams and Dawkins as your two starting offensive tackles to me. The reserves will be Ike Bakker, Ryan Bates, Tommy Doyle, and Spencer Brown. And I think those are the nine offensive linemen that the Bills roster. So that means Steven Gonzalez, Bobby Hart, Forrest Lamp, Jordan Devi, Cyrus Tuatelli, Jamil Douglas, and Jack Anderson are all cut. And then obviously I'm sure two or three of them will be brought back to the practice squad. This episode is brought to you by rockauto.com, a family business that's been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brands that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and right in your pocket. Save time and save money when using rockauto.com. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. They have amazing selection Reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. All right, let's focus now on the defensive side of the football. At defensive end, I think the Bills roster six of them. That's a healthy amount, but it's not unlike what they did last year, especially when you consider they wanted Quentin Jefferson to play more on the edge. So my six rostered defensive ends are Mario Addison, Carlos Basham, A.J. Epinesa, Gregory Rousseau, Jerry Hughes, and F.A. Obata. I really think Obata has a real shot to make this team. They paid him a decent contract. I think he provides inside-outside versatility. He provides a ton of length, athleticism, familiarity in the scheme, familiarity with Coach Washington, I think that uh, Obata really, really does have an inside track at making this team. So that does leave Daryl Johnson and Mike Love as players on the outside looking in, and I'm sure one or both of them will be back on the practice squad. At defensive tackle, I think the Bills keep four of these, and I think Ed Oliver, Star Tulele are very much a given. I think Harrison Phillips as the true one tech backup is back on the roster in a contract year. And then I do think Vernon Butler makes the team as well because of the re- restructured contract and familiarity. And, you know, for whatever reason, this guy keeps sticking around. Now, if it were me, Justin Zimmer would have a real opportunity to win that job and be the backup behind Ed Oliver at three technique. So that's something that I'm rooting for, but predictively, at this point, I think it's going to be Vernon Butler. So along with Justin Zimmer, Trayvon Hester, Eli Ankwu, and Brandon Bryant are the defensive tackles that are on the outside looking in when it comes to making this roster. Let's shift over to the linebackers where I think the backup jobs are very much open for competition, and that'll be fun to watch in camp and in preseason. Now, obviously, Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano, they are roster locks. I think A.J. Klein is a roster lock given his contract structure. There's no incentive to get out of his deal. Same thing with Tyler Medicavich. I think those four are a given. Now, I think you have potentially two spots, maybe just one, but I think it'll be two. Two spots for three players. Now, I think Tyrell Adams and Tyrell Dotson make the team, but... Andre Smith is tough to leave off. I mean, they traded for this guy. They gave him a two-year extension after the season. There's a lot of signals here that tell you they really like Andre Smith. Now, there's plenty of signals that tell you they like Tyrell Dotson, and Tyrell Adams might be the Bills' third best linebacker. I mean, I sort of hope that when the Bills go base defense, it's Adams, Edmonds, and Milano. So from a skill perspective and just having your best players, I think Tyrell Adams should make the team. But then that leaves Tyrell Dotson and Andre Smith fighting for one spot. For now, I'm going with Dotson over Smith, but I think that is a coin flip. So Edmonds, Madicavich, Milano, Klein, Adams, Dotson making the roster. The cuts are Andre Smith, Mike Bell, Markel Lee, and Joe Giles Harris. At cornerback. I have the Bills keeping six of those, Taryn Johnson, Levi Wallace, Tredavious White, Saran Neal, Dane Jackson, and Rashad Wild Goose. I think a lot of this is cut and dry. I mean, Jackson, Johnson, Wallace, White, Neal, to me, are pretty set. And then you have this group of young players in Wild Goose, Griffin, you know, Elijah Griffin, Cam Lewis, Nick McLeod all competing for one more spot. Wild Goose as the draft pick is a guy that I think has a lot of untapped potential, can play inside and outside. I think they're going to want to develop him and see if potentially he can take over for Teron Johnson next year. They're going to want to keep him on the roster. Um, And like worst case scenario on Wild Goose, you groom him to be the Saran Neal replacement where that's your gunner next year if you can't bring back Saran Neal or don't want to commit the cap space to him. So I think Wild Goose has the upper hand and uh, those are the six corners that I think the Bills will keep in 2021. Now let's look at the safeties. I think the Bills keep four of those. Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, obviously. And then the draft pick, Damar Hamlin out of Pitt. And then Jaquan Johnson, who has been a quality special teamer for the Bills for a couple of seasons now and I think provides the Bills with their most experienced depth behind Hayden Poyer on the roster. I am very much concerned about this safety depth, um, but uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of other answers that they have. I do expect for Johnson and Hamlin to get a ton of run together in preseason and get a lot of reps and experience in-game settings in preseason, and I think that'll be something very important to monitor. But uh, the Bills just don't have veteran depth at safety. So Hamlin and Johnson behind, Hayden Poyer with Josh Thomas and Tariq Thompson on the outside looking in. Now, the specialists are interesting. They're not even messing around. There's no backup punter. There's no backup kicker. There's no competition at long snapper. It is Reed Ferguson. It is Tyler Bass. It is Matt Hawk. And I don't think I've ever seen this before. I've never seen an NFL team not have a backup, right, like a number two, just another leg at punter and kicker for the preseason. The Bills aren't messing around. There is no competition at kicker or punter or long snapper. Things are set in stone when it comes to those positions, which is interesting. Like I said, I don't think I've ever seen that happen before. So there you have it. My roster projection entering training camp, and players are reporting literally today, if you're listening to this, on July 27th. And so that means we need to be fluid with the rest of the week. I have heard mentality lined up and a lot of great stuff to get to, but you know, with players reporting and there potentially being media availability and comments that we need to break down in the podcast, I'm leaving things open, have a lot of stuff planned in case there is no major news to respond to on the podcast, but we need to be dialed in on what's happening with this team as it comes to shape for the 2021 season. So I'm going to carry you through all of training camp, preseason, the regular season, playoff, Super Bowl, the whole thing will be here for you. And then every day beyond that, this is a a five-day-a-week podcast, so make sure that you are subscribed, rate, review, and share the podcast. And I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.